at the current time, I feel some type of spiritual warfare going on in the air. 2023. It's as if there's a war between devils and angels of God. And there is a disturbance that comes to me even when I try to read Bible. I find that playing classical music is helpful, as it was in the days of King Saul, when the devil attacked King Saul and David played on his harp. The devils fled from Saul. It's sort of like that. I remind you of our classical music blog, which we are currently publishing. You'll find it on the homepage of Jesus Ministries Exhortation blog. On the right-hand side, click on the symbol of music, and it will take you directly to the music we have been publishing September 2023. I find that I can hear classical music and read the Bible, and usually much more peacefully than in these days. I think something's going on. Hebrews 10.25 says, Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves, as the manner of some is. We may not be able to communicate face-to-face, but we can send emails, and they help a lot. I find they're very helpful when I receive from a member of the body of Christ an email where that person is telling me what is going on in his or her life. Assembling of ourselves. Don't forsake it, as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another. And so much the more as you see the day of the Lord approaching. Mark 13. Heaven and earth shall pass away, Jesus says, but my words shall not pass away. But of that day and hour, no man knows, not even the angels which are in heaven, neither the Son, but the Father. Take heed, watch and pray, for ye know not when the time is. Mark 13, verses 31 through 33. Luke twelve forty. Be ye therefore ready also, for the Son of Man cometh at an hour when ye think not. Luke twenty one verses twenty through twenty three. And when ye shall see Jerusalem compassed by armies, then know that the desolation thereof is nigh. Then 
Let them which are in Judea flee to the mountains, and let them which are in the midst of it depart out. And let not them that are in the countries enter thereunto, for these be the days of vengeance, that all things which are written in the Bible may be fulfilled. Verse 23, But woe unto them that are with child, and to them that give suck in those days, for there shall be great distress in the land and wrath upon this people. I've seen so many television news reports lately of newborn babies who have not been able to be cared for. And I think of this scripture, but woe unto them that are with child. It sounds like what is happening in Israel right now in November 2023. Matthew 24, Jesus says, But pray ye that your flight be not in the winter, neither on the Sabbath day, for then shall be great tribulation, such as was not since the beginning of the world to this time, no, nor ever shall be. And except those days should be shortened, there should no flesh be saved. But for the elect's sake, those days shall be shortened. At this current period of time, November 2023, I am finding it harder to read the Bible and have a fire for scriptures. Yet I'm currently giving ministry books to neighbors and people that I come across. And I have begun to keep ministry books in the car so I can give such to strangers as I feel led. For myself, our classical music blog helps to calm me and settle me, and as I know, devils left King Saul when David played skillfully on the harp. I often listen to this classical music while reading scriptures. I believe some type of spiritual war is currently going on in the air as it did in the book of Daniel. Daniel 12 verses 1 through 3 And at that time shall Michael stand up, the great prince which standeth for the children of thy people. And there shall be a time of trouble, such as never was, 
since there was a nation, even to that same time. And at that time thy people shall be delivered. Every one that shall be found written in the book of life. And many of them that sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake some to everlasting life and some to shame and everlasting contempt. And they that be wise shall shine as the brightness of the firmament and they that turn many to righteousness as the stars forever and ever. Daniel 12, 1 through 3. I believe something is happening currently in the air, a type of war between devils and angels of God. Now concerning the Holy Spirit, many churches don't even hear about the Holy Spirit. As a new Christian in 1975, I didn't hear anybody teaching at church about the Holy Spirit. But God showed me as a new Christian in 1975 many things about how he leads us as his people in the New Testament church by the Holy Spirit. I just can't even see how people can go forward without the assurance given by the Spirit of God in their various endeavors. Jesus told us four things the Holy Spirit does for us when he comes to live inside us. And the Holy Spirit lives inside each child of God. Paul told us this in 1 Corinthians 3.16. Know ye not that ye are the temple of God? It's not that church building. Ye are the temple of God, and the Spirit of God liveth in you. Jesus said in John 14.26, But the Comforter which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name. He shall teach you all things. He does that just by bringing ideas, thoughts to your mind. And bring all things to your remembrance, whatsoever I have said unto you, says Jesus. John sixteen thirteen. Howbeit, when he, the Spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth, one step at a time, bringing you a scripture, and then later bringing you another scripture. He will guide you into all truth, for he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear from God, that shall he speak. And he will show you 
things to come. So by these two scriptures, the Holy Spirit, who lives in each believer, does the following for the child of God. The Holy Spirit teaches us all things by bringing ideas to our mind. He reminds us of everything Jesus has said. He guides us into all truth and shows us things to come. The Holy Spirit is called in the Bible the Comforter, the Spirit of Truth. A woman in our church group had a dream that her husband, who is not born again, was reading the Bible. The Holy Spirit shows us things to come. She can latch her hope onto that dream and relax in God. For the Holy Spirit is the spirit of truth. God watches over each of us constantly. God leads us in the way of righteousness and leads us into positions which cause us to prosper and have good success in everything we do. God does this through his spirit by showing us what to do, by reminding us of scripture that we can follow him. Unlike the world, we have a great assurance in the way that we go. When we go forward in that shown to us by the Spirit of God, following the concept or scripture given by the Spirit, we go in the will of God, for the Spirit of God knows the heart of God and shows us what God thinks about our current situation and what we should do right now. Read 1 Corinthians chapter 2, for it tells us that the Spirit searches the heart of God to reveal to us the will of God. There is a problem, however, Sometimes our own desire can override the concept shown us by the Spirit. And in such cases, we end up following what we want and resisting that which is shown us by the Spirit. Other times, devils enter in, bringing us a way that would end up destroying us. So we must know how to tell if the thought is from God or if the thought is from our own desire or if the thought is from a devil. Then we deliberately choose that which is shown us by God. 
How do we know which are devils and which are God? The thoughts of devils are often fearful. And in times of great stress, a person often yields to fearful thoughts and goes in a way that is not of God. You must be very careful not to be led by fear. For God leads us by peace. Colossians 3, let the peace of God rule in our hearts. So between peace and fear, fear is usually from devils. Peace is usually from God, or maybe always from God. Let the peace of God rule in your hearts. God often gives me great peace, joy, and excitement when he's taking me out. I've been tested a great many times. Here is an example. The Holy Spirit called my attention the following scripture. This happened several years ago. Ephesians 4, 29. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, edifying people in the faith in God, that it may minister grace unto the hearers. I began thinking on that scripture and trying to do it. One day I was at my neighbor's house. This was the time during the presidential race in the United States where Mrs. Clinton was running against Mr. Trump. I am extremely non-political. I usually don't even pay any attention to what they're doing. But this interests me, and I was watching more of it on television, and I would assume that was causing me to want to talk about that election. As I visited with my neighbors at that time, I had just an overwhelming desire to say to them, and what do you think about the election? The desire was so strong. Job said, I'll put my hand over my mouth if I have to, to stop myself from speaking. That was almost the way I was in this situation. Finally, I just got up and went home to keep from speaking that. The Holy Spirit brought to my mind at that time, let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace unto the hearers. But amazingly, I wanted so very much to speak about this election. But I chose not to speak because I heard 
That's scripture from the Holy Spirit. And I left my neighbor's house without speaking of the election. But I was really surprised in how strongly my flesh was trying to get me to do what it wanted me to do. I think this is what suffering in the flesh means. The Bible speaks of suffering in the flesh. I think that means refusing to let your flesh do what it wants to do or speak what it wants to speak. If we refuse it, we cause our flesh to suffer because of the scripture that is opposite from what the flesh wants to do. When Potiphar's wife in Genesis 37 tried to get Joseph to have sex with her, he fled, even leaving his garment, which at that time men wore robes in her hand, rather than have sex with her. And he said to her, how can I do such a wickedness against God? Anytime we go against a scripture on any subject, we do wickedness. When tried and tempted, did we follow the flesh, allowing our flesh to do and say what it wanted to do? Many times I have called out to God and said, please don't let me say what I want to say. And he did stop me each time I prayed that. Or did we follow the Spirit and allow the flesh to suffer? If you follow the Spirit, you will not yield to the flesh. It is like you cause the flesh to be dead by the Spirit. Paul said, I am crucified with Christ to suffer. That's like making the flesh dead by the word of God, which is opposite from what the flesh wants to do. Thank you for allowing me to speak this to you today.